Welcome to the Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson, and school started for Highland Park just last week, and it seems like the perfect time to already start thinking about tutoring for your children. And so I have invited Catherine Heron in from Ola HP. Welcome to the show, Catherine. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So I bet you are so busy at this time of year. <laughs> yes, I am very, very busy this time of year, and um, but it's wonderful. We love seeing the students' faces coming in and, and getting back to doing what we love. So it's been fun. So how did you get into this? I know you've been doing it at quite a while. So I began tutoring. Well, I'll take that back. I began teaching for Highland Park. Um, I was an eighth grade Spanish teacher, and I began there in 2006. Um, I was probably a teacher there for about nine years. And while I was there, um, my students obviously each year would graduate and go on to, to ninth grade. And a lot of times students would call me for tutoring and say, hey, Miss Heron, things are different this year. It's uh, harder. The high school's harder. Um, is there any way you can privately tutor me? And so I began privately tutoring from my home. And I began to realize that a lot of the students didn't fully need private tutoring, that they would benefit greatly from a small group environment um, because their friends were there. They would get exactly the teaching that they needed. They would get the documents that I would make and it would be cheaper for the parent. Sure. Um, and so it's like, this is a win for everybody. It's not as expensive for the parent. The kids want to come. They can come with their friends and it'll be productive. A very purposeful hour of tutoring uh, geared to the next test or quiz. So I was like, how am I going to do this? So I ended up starting on Sundays at my home. And I said, you know what, from 1215 to 115, I'm going to tutor Spanish two. From 115 to 215, I'm going to uh, tutor Spanish three. And then I kind of went through my Sunday with all the different levels of Spanish. And I opened my door. And I put a pot on my um on my, uh, what's it called? My uh, countertop. Count my yes. countertop. Yes, sorry. <laughs> On my countertop. And I said, okay, when you come in, put $40 in there and you can come. So <laughs> it would go from 12.15 to 7.15-ish, and I would tutor all day on Sundays. Oh and then I would just put a pot of cash. <laughs> <laughs> like your pot of gold. Yes, it was like a pot of gold. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. But um, I found myself some days preparing well I would always prepare so much to do with these students and with just opening my door saying anyone can come uh -huh. I noticed that some days I would be so busy and other days I wouldn't be as busy and then I couldn't keep up with the students well in their progress in the class and so what I ended up doing was the March of that same academic year I launched a sign-up genius and I said if you want to tutor with me next year for the next school year you need to sign up I'm only going to take eight students, and you have to commit to me monthly. And if you don't show up, then I'll write to your mom and say, we missed you so much. You know, I wish you were there, and I'll send you what we did. I go, but I need this to be a little bit more of a commitment if I'm going to put so much time and energy into making meaningful um, documents and learning opportunities for the kids. And it filled. So I ended up adding 
a Sunday. Or I did Sunday on the Sign Up Genius, so then I added a Monday. Then I added a Tuesday. And I ended up tutoring over 100 kids in my house. Oh, wow. <laughs> every week. So my neighbors hated me. <laughs> Just the constant flow of traffic in and out. They I'm sure. hated me. They were like, what is this lady doing in her house? <laughs> and it, one person was like, I think she's a cheerleading coach. And these oh. <laughs> girls like, I'm like, I'm not a cheerleading coach. I love how the uh, active minds get going. Yes. They're like, what does she do from her home? And what's funny is the kids would come through my garage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so we would open the garage and I would make cookies for the kids and they would come in but my neighbors thought it was so bizarre and I would have these like lines of SUVs down the street to pick up their kids <laughs> and some of the neighbors just got kind of angry over the course of the years and were like okay Catherine you gotta get out of your house whatever like you're this, doing whatever you're doing this is crazy <laughs> and um, at the time I wasn't living in Highland Park I was living in Devonshire and then I moved to Highland Park and then realized you can't own a business in your home operate on your home yeah right and a, a neighbor quickly you know let me know that <laughs> so I was like oh so I need to get a spot so I ended up Looking in Snyder Plaza and getting this little space above Bandito's. It was like a little office. And I, you know, told the person I knew that was the landlord. I was like, I want this place. And he was like, well, do you have a business? I'm like, no. (laughs) And he goes, well, you have to be a business to, you know, rent out of here. I'm like, I can't just rent it. They're like, no, that's not how it works. I was like, oh, my gosh, because here I am, teacher, turning into a business person, not knowing what I'm doing. And I was like, okay. So I ended up going and creating a business name. I was like, what do I call it? What do I call it? What do I call it? I was like, um, I tutor Spanish, um, HP Kids. Okay, I'll call it Ola HP. I've always wondered how you came about the name. <laughs> well, it was just Spanish. Just Spanish at the time. Okay. Was, well, so school just started last week for Highland Park, and then there's some other schools that are getting ready to open up. And so it seems like a really good time to start talking about tutoring mm-hmm. or talking about tips for a successful school year, rather. Um, can you tell us some things that we can be doing to help our kids have a great year? Um, I definitely can. And we actually, this year, decided to really open up an academic coaching kind of department to our company because after a year and a half of pandemic learning, something that got dropped to the side was study skills. Right. How do I study? And what's tricky is that every class looks different in how you should prepare for it and how you should organize for it. Um, so I, I kind of had a feeling that you might ask me about help, some things that parents might, you know, get out of this podcast. Sure. And so I decided because, you know, I like lists, (laughs) (laughs) that I was going to write like the top five tips that I have for parents. Perfect. Um, Let's hear them. Okay. (laughs) Um, This is really for secondary. So secondary is like fifth through 12th grade. Elementary is a little bit different, and I would have a different list. So this is mainly for the secondary kiddos. Um, So the first tip I have for parents is that they need to model and help with how to use an agenda. Um, it's hard for a lot of us to model agenda using because we now use our phones for our calendars and we don't see kids use paper or kids don't see us use paper 
uh, pencil agendas anymore. Um, and that's really kind of what they should be using right so now. So I use both, but my kids are never around when I'm writing in there. So this is interesting <laughs> that I need to make sure that they in see the me kitchen. Do it. Okay. Yeah, in the kitchen, just model it and and let them see you being an efficient human <laughs> with an agenda because they'll see that what you're doing now you're I mean they they need to be doing in high school and they see kind of it's a lifelong process um to have that organizational skill and be able to manage your time so um I also wanted to write and say for that one help model and help with agenda management is to help your student, this is important, help your student learn to manage their agenda that merges both schoolwork, test quizzes, et cetera, due dates with their personal agenda. Oh, okay. Um, if it's all in one calendar, they're going to be able to see heavy days. Okay, I have a test on Friday. I have a football game Thursday night, and I know I'm not going to study and prepare on the bus on the way there. So I need to maybe study Wednesday and go into tutorials Wednesday and, you know, make sure I'm just like a day ahead this week. That's a great tip. That is really good for them to have a bird's eye view of their week. For like on Sunday, they could get kind of look at when their test dates are, their quiz dates, what's happening outside of school, and have a bird's eye view of how to manage their time. Uh, the second is to help your student recognize patterns of classes. So I know that sounds kind of funny, but when you look at biology, biology has a flow. They're going to test on Thursdays. They're going to then quiz a week later. They're going to have heavy homework days on Tuesdays. And your teacher in your class is going to have a constant flow and pattern. So if they can learn those patterns of those classes, they can predict kind of how to manage their time too with that. Um, And also, this is my favorite. This is number three. We want our kids to try to be the teacher's pet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That is something that will get them so far is developing a relationship with their teacher. If their teacher sees them in tutorials, if their teacher knows that they care about their success or they know, let's say your student struggles in math and they go to their math teacher, you know, in tutorials and said, hi, you know, my name is Luke Heron and I am not the best math student, but I'm a hard worker and I really want to do well in this class. And giving that teacher that, you know, that just um, let them know that you have the initiative and the interest and the desire to be better you'll be amazed so far oh you'll be amazed at what that teacher will do for that student and and the leaps and bounds they'll go for knowing that that student is fully invested so be a teacher's pet that's another (laughs) one and then number four is be an advocate for your student um this kind of applies to tutoring too and or whatever extra help they might think they need so if you're if they are aware if they're self-aware of what their struggles are 
We're not all born. God does not make us all gifted in everything. You were just telling me, Martha, earlier that you struggled in math oh, growing yeah, up. Definitely. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> Most people struggle in math. Being a strong math student is such a gift. <laughs> and but if you're strong in math, you might not be a great essay writer. And yeah. essay writing is huge in college, yeah, if that makes you total remember. Sense. And so we're not all born perfect and we need to be able to recognize where our struggles are and and prepare for that prepare this might be a tough year and how am I going to set myself up and my student self up well not myself I don't want to say that because you are not your student and that's another issue sometimes you want your kid to learn on their own but you need to and, and kind of encourage your student to recognize what their strengths are and weaknesses and prepare for outside help for when they need it. Don't let it catch you off guard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah don't let it catch you off guard. Um, and my last one, um, I said let go. <laughs> let go. Let your student fail. That is so hard in this community. It really is. It's so hard for a mother to just let go and be like, I I'm going to let you fall on your knees and fail. Yeah. And there's so much learning that can happen from that. Um, So if, you know, being able to let your student fail will help them grow into the lifelong learner you want them to become and learn those survival skills. So they can be like, oh, my gosh, I just got a D on this quiz. I'm gonna. I'm not eligible to play football if I don't get this up. Um, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna fix this? How am I gonna learn to solve this on my own? And that is is priceless. Those and- are such <laughs> great tips. I absolutely love them. No. But you just mentioned letting go and. I want to know, because I've seen a lot of parents out there posting on Facebook, my neighbors, how how can parents prepare to let go? Just like, for example, when kids are tra- transitioning into a new school, like starting kindergarten, or maybe they're moving from middle school to high school, things like that. It's a very emotional time for most parents. It's very hard to let go. It, it, is, it is really hard to let go. And I think there's a difference in letting go um, Helping your student, if your student, you have given your student the opportunity to succeed. So you have set up things in place for him or her, or you have modeled how to use an agenda, and they're just like, I can do it. I don't care. Whatever. You know, oh, I don't have homework. You know, that's the best. Oh, no, I don't have homework. No, we're good. We're good. I hear that a lot. Yeah. No, I'm good. You know, and and I think if you're like, no, I think you do have homework. You need to go do your homework and, you know, have it ready or whatever. I think that there's a difference in knowing that your student hasn't had the tools and letting them go that you they have to have had the tools before you are just like, you know what? this is on you, you take it, you know, and, and you figure it out. So I think that's there, there can be a different type of student too. I strongly encourage you to model, to give them opportunity and to support them and love them and their academics. It's really 
the students that, you know, are just kind of like, oh, whatever, you know, <laughs> I don't care. I'm fine. So when you have a student that's kind of like whatever and is not very motivated, do you have any anything you can pass along to us to help us motivate that kid? Oh, that's a tricky one. Yes, it is. Um, so... <laughs> Every student is very, very different. Yes. You have to figure out why they're not motivated. So you might have an unmotivated student because they are so bored in their class because they're really bright. And it's not interesting. They're, they're beyond that, but they still don't do well in the class because they don't care to do their homework. They're not interested. So you have a, a bored student, you know, that might just need to be pushed more. Maybe they're – and they should be in the honors track – even though it looks like they shouldn't be. Um, they could be um, they could be struggling so much and not knowing anything happening in class that they are so scared to raise their hand mm-hmm. because they don't want to fail yes. and they don't want to look dumb. Sure. Call attention to themselves and things like that. Correct. And that's another reason sometimes why students don't do homework too or say I don't care because they don't want to be pointed out. Right. And they're like it's better to fail and look like I don't care uh, than it is to look like I care and fail. Very interesting. Yeah. So there's that type of student. And then sometimes Unfortunately, you just have that kid that legit <laughs> doesn't care. <laughs> and, and and it's good knowing that. It's it's good knowing that, okay, this is my my student. I he is still my child that I am going to love and I'm going to support. And just because you have that type of student does not mean he's not gonna be something great. You know, we have we see all the time kids that dropped out of college and ended up, you know, starting like I saw, you know, the East Hampton owner, I just read an article that, you know, he dropped out of college and now he owns all these wonderful restaurants that we all go to. It can happen. It can. So, so just because you have that type of student doesn't mean they're not going to be wonderful. It just may be school isn't their thing. You might just be pulling your hair out for a while. (laughs) But the trick is too, to just make sure you're still loving on your kids no matter what, because they're going to, it flies by so fast and they're going to be off in college and out of your house and you just want to make sure that you've loved on them and you've you've developed a good relationship with them. That's important. That's great. Really good advice. You've passed <laughs> along so many great tidbits. I love it. Mm-hmm. So you have talked about you've had a lot of students that have started with you at a young age and have continued on through college. Are there any that you've seen like that maybe were unmotivated and all of a sudden they just take a turn and they're just so great at academics? All the time. All the time. Sometimes it just takes a taste of success for students to be like, I can do this. I am smart and I'm going to try and I'm going to study now. And my teachers love, they all love what they do. And that one is really what makes Ola so special is that this, the teachers that are on board love seeing students succeed and they love building confident learners and we cannot tell you how many times a student will not be doing well in a class and then come to a pop-up and then make an a on their next test and then 
immediately they sign up for our weekly group because they're like, oh my gosh, okay, I tasted like doing uh-huh, well. Right. And and then that relationship built between that tutor and that student and getting text messages that are like, I got a 100. Thank you so, so much. Oh my gosh, this is a game changer. We're so grateful. And so we see it every every year um, from, a, a, I don't even know how many students, so many. So when you find a teacher that is really passionate about what they do, I mean, they really stand out. Like my son had an amazing math teacher last year Mm. in sixth grade, April McCombs. And I could tell, you know, when he had to do the virtual learning at the first couple of weeks, I kind of stopped by to get a feel of what the teachers and you could just tell her voice. She had so much enthusiasm. I mean, that was a woman that truly loved teaching math. I mean, we can all say that teaching is an underpaid profession. It is. So you would hope that the teachers that are teaching do it because they love right. it, because love it, they're not love doing it, it for love money. it. Right. How many teachers do you have on staff? I went to your website and I started scrolling <laughs> and I don't think I ever got to the end of the teachers. <laughs> <laughs> so we have 48 teachers. Oh, wow. They all, what's the, the beauty of Ola is they all work in different capacities. So... Ola is you can get what you you can do as much or as little as you want to do as long as you do it with love and passion. So I have some tutors that will teach um, twelve hours a week, twelve weekly groups, and then also privately tutor, and they basically live up there. And then I have some tutors that are like, you know, I have a little baby at home. I just want to do like three hours a week, and is that okay? And I'm like, of course that's okay. This is what you want to do. And so it seems like a lot, but they all work in different Different capacities. capacities. Got Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have evolved so much that you have just recently moved into a pretty snazzy new space. It's kind of embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, it took a lot of prayer to say yes to this opportunity because OHP has always been a speakeasy type company. Right. Everyone's like, wait, where is it? Like, oh, is it on Hillcrest? Oh, is it up at Bandito's? <laughs> I, I made it a point to not have a big sign. If you oh, look at my Rosedale okay. spot, it's like a big awning with a little Ola HP in the corner. And I was like, I don't want to be super noticeable because the kids that need us will find us. And that is how it'll work. But we've gotten to a point where we need to be in one spot. And um, my tutors are tired of running from one location to another. <laughs> Students are tired of running from one location to another. Um, I'm tired of all the calls like, wait, where is it again? We're at Bandito's. Oh, I'm sorry. You should be at Hillcrest. Don't worry. It's really close. Just have them run. <laughs> you know? And so it was time. And this opportunity was presented. Um, and I had a hard time being like, do I want that spotlight? Because they're like, oh, the OHP sign's going to be just right there. And think of all the people that are going to see it. And, and it's like, in the new the new area of Snyder Plaza, it right? It is. It's right above Crispin Green oh, okay. and Foxtrot, who I've become close with the, the owners there. So that's been f- a fun little business relationship that we've formed. But, um, but yes, it's right above Crispin Green. But I will tell you, as much prayer that went into it, I'm so grateful that God has placed this in all of our lives because we've been in there two weeks and 
parents are so much happier because they don't have to mess with parking because there's a free one hour parking in that garage so they can just come up to p2 and let their kids out um so no parking issues perfect yes and, and one little boy last week walked in and looked at it and goes wow do I ever have to go to that other place again? <laughs> and I just started dying laughing. I was like, it wasn't that bad. It was pretty. Well, compared to the new place, it probably was. Right. So we're very, all of us are so grateful. Well, I can't wait to check it out. I can't wait to have you. Well, thank you so much for passing along all these amazing tips. I can't tell you how useful it's been to me personally, and I hope it helps a lot, helps a lot of people out there. I appreciate so it. So how can we find you? Okay, so we do not have a receptionist. So if you're a drop-in, which now we're getting a lot of drop-ins because of where we are, most likely you're not going to find anyone to talk to unless someone's teaching a class. But we, I highly encourage you to go to olahp.com, um, and you can find all of our contact information. We are great at getting back emails uh, within sometimes within 30 minutes or 15 minutes we are very very quick with emails do we um, still sign up on sign up genius no <laughs> you've evolved past that no no sign up genius and no pots on counters <laughs> you have a formal accounting system i'm sure by now we do we do thank goodness because i'm not a money person so that that's been helpful okay so go to the website go to the check website, out which they have uh-huh, and we also have a company phone that's on that that website too that you can call or text and and we will get back to you and put you in connection with the right director, whether it's math or science or whether it's me. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. This has been super fun. That's been another episode of the Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson, and we'll catch you next time.